adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. We're back for episode 49, a very special episode, the Q&A. Do you know what Q&A stands for, Neanderthal? Uh, <laughs> what if you actually did? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no, so we've been compiling questions. And yes, for those on YouTube who are seeing the same spectacular outfit that I have on, I have not returned a week later. <laughs> we are just recording later on in the day. Uh, we compiled all of the questions that came in and a lot of questions come in, you know, day to day, just on the DMS. We appreciate those. We really like that stuff, but some of these are like really good questions that we thought, you know what, we should put this in an episode and let the people hear everybody else's question. And some of them aren't so great, but we're going to include those also. Yeah. You know, we'll stick around. We'll see how long we can go, but like, you know, I have like 10 to 15 of them. Okay. And what, right. how are we doing this? Would you go on rapid fire? Well, I think we can both dive into something. If it's a okay. serious one, if it's a funnier one, we just kind of, okay. you know, I'm let excited. It go. I like these formats. Yes. And this is good. So what I did was I put the first names of the people, the Instagram names, some of your Instagram names, guys, <laughs> wow. honestly, it's, it's hard to read. I don't know. You know, I, I wonder if people think about that when they see no snooze podcast, if they read it like a different way. Yeah. Like, like a, a nos, nos, nos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I've done that for a lot of people. Where you read it just the way you think and then right. you realize, oh, that's not how you're supposed to say it. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so hopefully you guys got a chance to check out the last episode. We put some good stuff in there. Um, and this is, uh, you know, just a nice little spin on things. So the first one came in from Brian and Chelsea. What's your best tip of encouragement to keep going in the face of adversity and failure? That's a broad question. Yeah, it is. It, it, it definitely is. First tip. Um, I would say I would see maybe why I would, I would dissect like why you failed. So then if you did it again, you have a reason to believe you'd be successful another time. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. So you that's, know? that's like gaining, gaining the knowledge. Yeah. Like you, you, if you fail and then you just try it again, the chances of you being successful are probably less. But if you fail and you say, why did I fail? And you fix it. You're probably more confident that you can keep going and be successful. Beautiful. I think people hear enough of me on that topic. It's so not bad. we'll leave fully. I think I just there. literally plagiarized what you would say. So. <laughs> no, no, that, that one was really good, honestly. Um, and I think it's it's an honest answer, too, because at the end of the day, if you don't know why you failed, that's probably the best tip for you to you know move forward. So it's understanding really where your where your failure was and I guess what you can do different. So like a full assessment. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Assess over guess. Nice. Um, Marissa, what's your ultimate goal for the podcast? Ooh, that's a good one. This is good. Um, my initial <laughs> my initial ignorant self is, you know, to be one of the top podcasts in the world. Okay. Of course, you know, um, so that ultimate goal is to get this, um, out to the masses, you know, and, and by masses, meaning that, you know, you're, you are on the top of the charts with, you know, the best of them. Um, uh, but being able to reach a really broad audience is something that I think is a major ultimate goal for us. But under the ultimate goal comes all the broken down, smaller goals, mm -hmm. um, you know, sustaining a permanent studio, you know, we love my basement and Mike's kitchen, 
But, uh, you know. Well, technically, we're in the dining room, right? Different space. Right. Uh, yes, yes. Open floor plan. Read about it. Technically, <laughs> we're all in one different room. Yeah, it's one. Our that, house is literally one big room. The first level is all one big yeah. room. So we're we're in the kitchen, the dining, and the living room all at the same time. Yep. Um, uh, another goal is obviously now figuring out the best way to monetize for us. I love that one. Um, you know, through our merchandise, through our ads and sponsors, you know, but we're we're basically creating a platform that we can do so many different things with. And it's not just in one specific niche right so that was that was a big thing for us yeah when i think of goals in like moments and i always talk about this moment with you about like one day just having a, like a surprise getaway with the boys mm-hmm. and like or, or and the couples maybe but uh <laughs> so maybe. like for no snooze i have this visual of like just be like walking down the street all the no snooze gear on and then you look over and there's someone like of not they don't have to be famous but someone like well known that just has all the gear on you don't know that they're like a fan and you're like you've told me that that's pretty cool that is you know like who would who would not to get too off topic who would that be for you like someone that was wearing it you'd be like if ed my made it if ed my led my i was going more like uh, pop culture oh well i'm talking podcast world i was talking podcast okay um i mean but i yeah anyone though anyone if michael jordan has (laughs) if michael instead of wearing his his multi-billion dollar brand he's wearing those yeah that'd be pretty we're pretty good yeah um before he was the president i probably would have said donald trump and like yeah you know back in the day type thing you know what's crazy i was actually speaking to donald trump and i know people get cringy right i see cv over there like shaking his head it's okay though um in country grammar nelly's country grammar song right which everybody knows he references Donald Trump. A lot of people. Of course. But like yeah. that was back in the day. Right. Yeah. So like back in the day, he had all the money in the world, blah, blah, like people like that. I mm-hmm. guess if you, you know, put them on there. Yeah. I think our best shot at that being a reality is like someone young that's like coming up and doesn't know any better. It yep. lands on us. Mm-hmm. And like they you know how you get, you know, when you're at an age where you don't know like fashion yet. I mean, I'm still there and you latch on, <laughs> you latch onto a brand. Yep. I think we got to catch someone early. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's Bieber, but someone equivalent to like that, like a Bieber, someone that's on the up, that's a little younger. Justin, our intern, wherever you are, yep. connect us with yeah. someone in there. Got maybe it. Justin. Maybe Justin's the guy. He could be the guy. Marshall and Brady. They run the Combat Hour podcast. Okay. How long did it take to get into a habit of waking up at 5 a.m. and how do you deal with setbacks? <clears throat> so so take, take for me it took about a year to do it and i still don't do it i i would say not if we didn't have the baby which is a big if yep. i'd be able to wake up five no problem with the baby now it's been um i'm probably like an 80 percent success rate to get up at five that's good um and uh setbacks thing so if i miss my alarm like i started wearing this apple watch and mm. i didn't realize that i could turn my alarm off and I've been doing it like half asleep. And that's why I missed the alarm. Yep. I've been taking my watch off at night. Um, so what I did was when I had the setback to get back into the routine, I made sure I went to bed like super early the day before and did everything like put clothes. I did everything perfect so that I there was, you know, you took action to make sure that the next day was. Well, wrong. sometimes you get lax and you're like, oh, I don't put on my workout clothes. There's certain yep. things you don't do, but you yep. still get it done. And then it makes it so much harder, though. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, the, the 5am thing, it started when I was 12 years old, not by choice, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I used to caddy on a golf course for those who don't know. So I 
started back then. But then what it really was for me is as an athlete, especially in college, I saw that we were always at our best when we were waking up, getting things done. Then I also saw once we you know, kind of transitioned out from college, everybody stopped doing that. Right. Most people stopped doing those habits. Mike is rolling his eyes. Yeah, I gained like 40 um, pounds, you know, and- but I saw that, you know what? I want to be at the top of my game all the time. At the time, I was also working two jobs and making sure that I worked out was like a big thing for me. It happened to be the only time that I could wake up and work out. Um, So, of course, you got to get enough sleep. I also want to say, in terms of wanting to wake up at 5 a.m., if you're somebody that wakes up at 7 a.m. consistently, you have to decide which type of person you are because there's two types of people. You can dive full in and just set your alarm for five o'clock the next day. Personally, for me, I don't think that's the best tactic because I, when I commit to things, I want it to be based off longevity. So the way that I would advise that is to every week, set your alarm 15 minutes prior than what you would typically wake up. So week one would be, you know, 645. Week two would be 630. Then as your body gets accustomed to that process, you can wake up at 5 a.m. But then there are the people who can literally overnight, boom, shock the body, and now it becomes a long-term habit. But if you're trying to create a long-term habit, I think the best way to do it is to start small. You would have been very proud of me. Today, I woke up and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I just woke up on my own. It's got to be like 6 o'clock. I must have hit it or (laughs) maybe my phone died in the middle of the night. 4.58. Look at that. Just like incredible. Isn't that the best? Yep. Um, and then how do you deal with setbacks? So again, not saying that I'm the best with setbacks, but one thing that I now basically pride myself on is anticipating and expecting the setback. So when it happens, I'm already mentally prepared for something in my life to set me back. You have a built in. Right. I mean, and not that I prepare for it in terms of like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that this is going to happen in my life. I don't manifest it that way. But my process, the way that my brain works is I'm doing the best of my ability, right? In that best of my ability phrase, I also have to have room for error. Before, I used to get so drawn back by the setbacks, right? Like I would probably give up. I was a victim for a long time and a victim I put in parentheses because I always made excuses for everything in my life. And now at the end of the day, whatever scenario you come up with, it's an excuse. It is not, it does not have to be that way. So I had to realize that, yes, you know what? Your scenario might not be the best scenario. Yeah, you come from a divorced household. Yes, you got, uh, you know, a health condition that may hinder you in the long run. Um, Yes, you've, you know, dealt with mom's sobriety journey. Yes, you've had all these adverse things in your life. Are people going to feel bad for you? They might, but I expect bad things to happen in my life. So when they do happen, I can move forward. Well said. Ramble over. I was thinking of a quote, uh, answers over excuses. Action over excuses. Is it action? I don't know. I I don't know. Calvin Cater. uh, I love the UFC. So I was watching. I love watching. (laughs) I love you, man. We quoted you wrong. Love you. Cater. (laughs) No, not him. I mean, I'm a fan, but I'm not like a major fan. But I like watching the buildup. And that was one of his. He was talking about how. During COVID, a lot of people stopped training and stopped fighting. And the reason he got his shot and he is where he is in a a position to be one of the top people in the division is that he was prepared and still was taking fights and still training with what he had versus finding reasons not to. 
makes so was total it's, sense. Some stuff sticks, and I'm like, yep. "Ooh, I got to remember that for the podcast." I forgot what he said. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this one you'll get a kick out of. Uh, on the same theme, Linda, how the fuck do you guys get up so early? <laughs> no, did she say that? Yeah. Well, it's I mean, similar to the other one. Uh, when you, uh, I. Oh, and by the way, we're leaving curses in from now on. Yeah, that was forward. good. I like that. You know, I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so. So the uh, that was good. <laughs> the the uh, when you need to like I need to get up at five else stuff doesn't get done. Right. So when you create it. You, well, because you wanted to. No, like I don't think if I didn't get up at five, my whole world like if I didn't set if you didn't you guys didn't help me set this habit, my whole approach to life would crumble the amount the volume of things that we have going on. If you're not up at five, it's you're the wheels are going to fall. And especially off. in an entrepreneurial world, you're missing an opportunity. But you need sleep, right? So you you can't just deprive your body. And no, then, you know. But but yeah, so it's there's a stillness to knowing that everyone else is sleeping and you're able to get things done without your day attacking you. As you would say, you giggle. I giggle. You, you get a good giggle out of that. I get a good giggle out of a lot of things. That's one of them where I wake up and I'm like, Man, you know, you're probably still sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice giggle. But yes, that's how the you know what we get up. So. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's that I love it. That Right. It, it's it. well said. But again, I think I think there are people that can perform at a high level and be the night owl people. Um, but when you do have a family, when you have multiple businesses going on, uh, you know, you have a full time job, you have a side gig, you have whatever it is that you do. It's more practical. Right. Because your day is so filled with uh, filled to capacity that you're more tired anyway. So once you get into the habit of, OK, you know what? I am going to go to sleep at nine, ten o'clock. Waking up at five o'clock, it's not that serious. Mm. But as long as you can get past the initial like, oh, my God, it's so early. It's still dark. It's freezing cold. You'll be fine. And I want to clarify, I, I set my alarm at five now. Because setting it four forty five mentally is so different than doing <laughs> five o'clock. Four o'clock sounds so early. See, and I use that to my power because I I think in my head like four is four a.m. club. Like four a.m. <laughs> yeah. is when bars close in Porchester. Right. So like to think that I could have been at Sam's shout yep. out Sam's till four and then be like, all right, well I got to get up in forty five minutes is kind of insane to think about. A hundred percent, Paula. This one's for you, Michael. Can we get another food challenge from Mike McDonald's oh, wow. part two? Uh, After you get to ten percent, that's good. I actually did a tell Mike sent you at uh, Fjord's fish fish market, and they have sushi boats. Ooh. And I asked the dude, I'm like, has anyone cleaned a full sushi boat by themselves? So maybe we'll do like a collab episode Ooh. of some sort. All right, but it's got me thinking. I I don't think I can do fast food again. It was tough. My S stomach is like sushi. I might be able to do with you. Would you like to I do would a do sushi one? Maybe Claudio's it's a, in. maybe it's yeah. Maybe we do like a a total. And then, well, all right, good job, Paul. Good. This is good. <laughs> That's good stuff. But we got to get, I think it would be post April because, you know, that some of these food things throw you off for like weeks. This one is good. You kind of spoke to this before. Reg Seaton, what strategies can you use to also optimize your decision making if you're prone to self sabotage? That's a good one. That's good. That's a really good one. For me, the initial answer in terms yeah, start of start us off in terms of a strategy this is where i think creating the habit like a routine will benefit you so much because if you are uh prone to self-sabotage for example in the morning if you don't lay your clothes out before whether that's for work or working out uh it, before you go to sleep prior 
you're less likely to do that because so, somebody who self-sabotages, all you do is you basically hit the snooze button and then you're back to sleep. Mm -hmm. But if you picked out your clothes and everything is in line with what you're doing, like if you like to take the dog for a walk in the morning, right? And you actually put the leash next to the bed, right? Taking action to do small things and setting up a routine will really help you if you're prone to self-sabotage. But at the same time, the first thing that has to click is you have to move away from, I like the idea of things and I really want to do something. Because when you like the idea of it, you're going to self-sabotage yourself. But when you really genuinely want to do something, you'll move through it. I like that. Can I, I say something real quick? Oh, There's sure. something you had said many episodes ago. I thought that it was super valuable for this specific question too. And it was, uh, especially when it comes to the self-sabotage, um, doing that one little thing, even if it's pick up your leg, get, you know, sit up, sit up in bed, then just stand up. You want me to give that analogy again? I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so I thought it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a study done on people who were clinically depressed. Mm. Right. And they basically got to a point that they they wouldn't even move. They were like bed bedridden. And they had all these doctors try different tactics with them. Like, you know, yes, you're going to get up and work out. Yes, you're going to get up and do something that you like. Yes, you're going to even get your fix. You're going to get up and get your fix. It still didn't even work. Right. The only thing that worked was when doctors came in and they laid next to the person that was bedridden and they broke it down one step at a time. And they said, look, we're not going to overwhelm you by moving your entire body at once. I just want to know, can you move your right toe? Right. And then slowly the person or the patient would move their right toe. Then it moved to, OK, can you move your foot? OK, can you lift up your foot off the bed? Can you roll your foot up to, you know, the I guess the foot of the bed? Do that on the other side. Can you move your arm? Can you move your leg? So it was that first action. So the way that translates back to people is if, you know, you, you do want to go for a run the next day and you physically take your sneakers and you put them next to your bed, your brain is going to more likely move in that direction. But again, you have to want to do that. Mm. Right. But that was the scenario that uh, CB was talking about. I like that. And the, uh, the only thing I might add to it is find out what helps you with uh, the new habits for me. The more money I invest into something, the more likely I'm going to see it through. So like with this whole fitness challenge, I bought $500 weights, $500 watch. Like I did a lot of things where if I didn't do anything, I would be pissed off at myself. A lot of times money, you know, as an example, is a motivator for people to do things. Investing so in yourself. Yeah. Bet your friends like w we used to do bets. You know, we'd put a lot of money up to see who lost the most weight. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you don't like to lose or lose money, you know, or if you get embarrassed by failing at something in public, tell, you know, make a post, tell all your friends. So you're kind of stuck doing it. I love that. Alita, how many days a week should you work out and how to split your days specifically for women? Mike, go ahead. <laughs> well, listen, um, as someone that does it, so we need to get, maybe we'll punt that to one of the girls. Well, no, talk. so I'm going to speak on it as in two ways. I'll spell Alita. I'm curious. A-L-I-D-A. I like the name. It's a good name. I've been drinking Alita a water she, a day. It actually goes to the same gym. Does really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've been drinking Alita a day. I just... I just got that. Very good. And they, I think they call it Lita for short. Lita. It's um. Right? Isn't there? There's a, a movie that came out, I think, with like Alita. Or I something. haven't seen it. 
I know you haven't seen and watch movies. I but don't know. I like um, that so I can speak name. to my my trainer days, right? Yeah, give me your yeah. You're a trainer, right? Right. So for those who don't know, a performance specialist is what I was for a good number of years. Performance is so vague. Well, sports performance. Oh, it was sports performance. Sports, per, a sports performance specialist, right? That's and enough. I'm certified. Yeah, it is. But certified through Athletic Republic. Right. Okay. Which is it was an up and coming like a like a NASM. Right. I'm also certified in NASM, National Academy <laughs> of Sports, sports you, Medicine. You were telling me the skinny <laughs> fat guy. You think I know what NASM is? <laughs> well, I thought you've heard of NASM personal trainers. I'm no. like I, I met a dude named NASM. Right. So once. I'm going to draw up. I'll draw up a little a little plan for you. Um, but one, I, I think that you have to look at your schedule and it says how many days a week should you work out? I think optimally, if you don't have children, let's go there. If you don't have children and you're, you know, maybe you just have to worry about yourself. Four to six times a week is optimal. That's, that's really the best that you can basically get to, um, how to split your days specifically for women. What I used to advise is I would do the sports training with them and the physical fitness part of it and then let them do their cardio kind of on their own because women women have a um I, I believe society has done this to us if you lift weights you're gonna get muscular if you lift weights you're gonna you know put on all this this extra muscle that you don't want it's really not the case so designing a program to where you can lift weights at least three days a week right and i i like more full body movements especially for women if they're not competing in a certain sport compound Compound, compound movements are great, right? And compound movements are just your big movements, uh, your deadlifts, your bench presses, your squats. Uh, but incorporating all compound movements with isolation exercises to bring the physique together. Mm. I would do that three times a week for 30 to 45 minutes, but at a quicker pace. Mm. And what you're doing at a quicker pace is you're not going to pack on that bulky look because your rest periods yeah you're not gonna look like mike pirelli you know but your rest periods are gonna be down uh then on top of that i would do you know three to four sessions of cardio could be the same day could be on different days now the other side of things is like look at my wife right she is she works full time she's a wife she's a mother she takes care of the household and she now used to work out six five six times a week now she's down to four and she's also doing um, full body workouts, but it's more time. Uh, her time is condensed, condensed. Right. Very, very nice word. Thank you. But she'll basically do 20 minutes of a cardio workout, whether that's a video on YouTube or on the Peloton and then hit like 20 to 25 minutes of the weights. Um, so that's always like, you know, an optimal place to be. Hopefully that answered your question, depending on your scenario. I love it. I, th- I think that was great advice. I think the YouTube is an underutilized uh, avenue. There's so much, so many free workouts that are guided. Um, and there's a, a, I don't know her name. There's a woman that does the jump rope workouts that I follow. Phoenix Movement is the brand. I forget her name. She is ripped. Oof. We do a little Tabata. There's a Tabata one to lift the, lift the back. Tabata's end. great, man. Is that what it means? Tabata is a like a butt lift type of workout? No, <laughs> no. So Tabata is the speed of the workout, right? It's the rest period to the action. I want to work on my uh, Tabata. <laughs> Tabata. So it's a movement for like t- typical Tabata is 20 on 10 off. Oh, I got you. Right. So you yeah. like do a workout, say and it's jumping jacks. Workouts. Yeah. No, so you're doing jumping jacks, you do them for 20 seconds and then you rest for 10. Then you do 20 seconds, you rest for 10. I see. I like that pace. Right. And she has one where it was a core and jump rope workout. I'm so sore. Who is this, by the way? 
Phoenix Movement is the name of the. And are we recommending it for women or you? Or? Women, it's I. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I. You know what? Let me let me go on a limb here. I think women have the best physiques. Like when a woman is toned, yes, but not bulky. Remember, I was talking about yep. long and lean. Maybe I want the physique of a of woman, like a muscular. Good. Now woman. We've, we've got that. Yeah. I want the physique um, of a muscular woman. There's a trainer I follow too, Megan Hayden. She's from. Do you don't follow any dudes. Uh, yeah, trainer. No, uh, no, no, no. Training world. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, but I felt a lot. Actually. <laughs> it's funny. You're like, I want to be long and lean. I like following a lot. I like bouncing <laughs> around. But there's a girl locally. I follow her. Uh, Megan Hayden. She is ripped. She does a lot of kettlebell stuff. So I've incorporated a little kettlebell. They do like full flow and like, yep. I don't you know, there's a lot of movements <laughs> where my legs are. My legs aren't strong enough yet to do a lot of these. But I, my I'm happy to say my squats have come so far. And my ankles are so weak. Like, you know, jump <laughs> from rope holding the, that whole body up. Well, jump rope and squat are good for your ankles, right? Yes. Like, my ankles are so sore the next day. I'm so weak. But anyway, I got off track. No, that's good. That's good. A couple good recommendations. My advice is if you want the physique, uh, <laughs> physique, physique of a, a certain type of woman, look that woman up, a trainer, and follow whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> that's smart. That's my. That but is that is smart. Forget what Dave said. Just Google. <laughs> it's true. But then the other side of things is like what we're working on now is the um, and is, this is where I never claim to be an expert. Yeah. Is the food intake. Yes. Right. Like because tying the science of physical training, you have to have some knowledge oh, yeah. of the food. You can't. Um, out, what is it? You cannot work a bad diet. That's true. That's, that is true. I'm butchering sayings. <laughs> uh, Steve, where do you find your inspiration? Take us. Ooh. Hmm. That's a good one. For what? Just everything? I, I it's kind of a vague question, so you can bring it wherever for you like want. For like no snooze fitness type stuff? Yeah, why not? Give us give us, for give us me, one for each. For me, my inspiration, and I talked about it a little before we started recording, comes from looking back. I, I this is really morbid, but I have this like vision of being on my deathbed and like thinking in my head, like, wow, what a run. You know, we did everything I could have done. You know, I have a good family. I made everyone proud, like built some incredible things, good friends. And like I die out of exhaustion, not out of you like. You want to die of exhaustion? No, like, you know, when you, you're like lay in bed. Or if like just, completion though, like. not Yeah, like there's no, I, uh, you're going to have regrets regardless. But to like die and be like, wow, I ran, like that yeah. is the most I could have done. Okay, you that, know, maybe see, it I wasn't think that perfect. sounds better than exhaustion. Yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean? I have yes. this visual like every that's, day. That's beautiful. Well I said, man. Yes. How, how old are we right now? Uh, 31 and 30, right? Okay. So that's ba we're basically 40, right? Yeah, basically 50. So then you go, all right, you're basically 40. Then like, <laughs> this is like the reverse of what you should do. But then you're like, all right, well, 40s, you're basically 50. Right? <laughs> and then you're halfway. Like, Does that mean then you're 60? A lot of people don't make it, Pat. So like, we don't have that much time. To get stuff done. Yeah, that's a good. Hey, and that's that could be a major. That's the inspiration. That's inspiration. All right, good. So Mike has gone from 30 Very years morbid. old to his deathbed and it inspires him. But that makes sense when the way you said it, because I'm more thinking of, you know, for for your family too. you put in just an incredible Absolutely. amount there's, of work. But there's a selfish part of you yeah. that like you're living. Ultimately, yes, you live for your family, but you're living for yourself, right? Yes. Like, what's the point if you're not making yourself happy in some level? philosophy should i um give the robotic oh sorry. well i want to give you uh shit i forgot my <laughs> um all right i'll think of it i was gonna I go cut you off yeah, i'm sorry yeah, that's that add i killed no, you i was gonna go on to sell you're selfish because you're thinking about yourself 
But if you're doing it all correctly, yep. it comes back to everyone else. Right. If you're your best self, you're going to be helping out everyone else. Yep. Um, oh, I was going to ask you, do you have like an anxiousness where you always feel like you should be accomplishing something? Yes, but now with Cali, it's kind of subsided a little bit. It it has subsided a little bit, but I, I don't know what it is. Like you, it I might think be you the, have that more than I do. But I it's like a frantic. you always talk it's about It's so... It. Um, it's definitely a blessing, but it's also a curse because it's constant. Yep. Like it's nonstop. Like I'm, I want to do stuff. I want to do more. I want to do more, but it's, I don't know how to control it yet. Mm -hmm. Um. So inspiration is great, right? But at a very robotic, as a robotic answer. Complete opposite answer. No, no, no. But like, I think inspiration is something that can eventually wear off, right? Like motivation is the first stage of it. I've, I've spoke to you about this specifically. Yeah. Motivation is like step one, right? You see something and you're like motivated to do it because you saw a picture or something. Step two is that inspiration. You're now inspired off of the motivation that you've done something for a short period of time and you become inspired. You have some seen some good results. But I want to eventually move from inspiration to eternal drive, right? Like just an external drive versus a inspirational figure because inspiration i believe is temporary whereas when you find your drive that same drive triggers you over and over and over i again. love when you do that it gets me fired oh up. yeah when i rub the head um but it, it it's finding that drive that no matter whether it is no snooze whether it is business whether it is you know just a leisure activity my ultimate goal will always be the same and i think for you, Steve, it's finding inspiration, but then taking that and moving a little further. What, what's your uh, boiled down drive, though? I know we talked about the past, but I can't remember what you said. Well, no, I mean, it, on a family level, right, yeah, especially now, now where we're at is one being able to raise a strong, independent woman for society. Right. As a, as a parent, um, I've used the experience that I've had with my parents to make sure that my marriage goes a certain way. And that's a big driving force for me because it's something you have to work on every day. Right. And then obviously tied to that is creating a life for them to where everything that we've done and accomplished is worked for. Hmm. It's never something that's handed to you. It's never something that's that's given. It's a constant drive to never become complacent at the same time being extremely grateful where you're at in the moment, mm. which is why I struggle so much with it because it's a never ending goal. Right. But I have to also settle down and be extremely grateful for where I'm at today. Yeah. And I think my, my drive versus inspiration, I think my drive comes from, I don't want to use the word guilt, but gratitude for being put in the position where I feel like I'm fortunate and I want to make it's so that the people that sacrifice for me, you know, parents, uncles, aunts, grandparents, whoever, they feel like it was worth their sacrifice. Right. Because then they're, you know, a level of being proud, yep. especially like with Dana. I want one day for her to be like all those times where he had to work all weekend and I was with the baby. It was all worth it. Right. Because I'm proud of what we've you know made and all that stuff. So. It's all the big levels. Deep stuff. stuff. It's, it's it gets you a little. It's extremely deep. You know? And we we could do we could just keep going on that. I know. I'm sorry. Um. No. No. It's all good. Good. A stuff. lot of caffeine too in the face. Right. Uh. Neil and Nikhil, 
what is the best tip to achieve your goals? So these two, they are actually in high school, which is incredible. Okay. They're starting their own little journey. Um, you know, w- wish them the best, but they had reached out. And what do you mean they're starting their own little journey? They're starting their own journey together. Oh, um, wow. I, I believe they're tying in a podcast to oh, it, sick. but they're they're starting to do an entrepreneurial thing on the two the two of them. Nice. Just got this information from their profile, basically. I don't know anything about them. The names are awesome. Like that combination of names is oh, yeah. fire. Yes, yes. It, do, it does have a good sound to it. Um, but one, the question, and this probably just comes with your age, it is a very vague question. Love it. Right? But the best tip to achieve your goals for me would be working on consistency. Right? So that is something that can help you achieve your goals throughout your life. You have to decide what it is in your life that you want to be consistent at. Mm. And consistency breeds point. greatness, I believe. If you guys, you know, lock in and you guys say, you know, for your podcast, you want to, you know, have 15,000 downloads, whatever it is. Now, if you guys commit to a process of being consistent every single day, taking an action to do something that will push you towards your goal, that skill right there is applicable to every other thing in your life. Um, And we see it even in our own lives. People who really win are consistent. And you hear it all the time, even on social media. Yeah, the way to grow is you got to be consistent. Yes, it's true, but it has to be specific with intent to move in that direction. Well said. I think you made a good point on saying you have to figure out what you want to be consistent at. That's the big one for me. I think you achieve your goals when you're doing something that you want to be doing. Right. So not to say that you shouldn't be doing anything you don't want to do. But right. so practice. That's a better way to put it. To achieve your goals, you should practice consistency. That's yeah. the short way. Yeah, you can practice it with anything. Mm-hmm. And then if there's something in addition that you want to do, make sure it's something that well, you don't have to make sure you you'll figure it out. Right. Yep. Um, Janine. Where do you grocery shop? Is this the Janine I know? No. Oh, okay. No. Well, there goes that joke. I, I think it's spelled different too. G E A N I N E. Okay. Where do you food shop? Yeah. Where Ooh, do you grocery this, shop? This is an interesting and this was question. Based, this was based off of the meals that she was seeing, Uh-oh. right? Because yeah. she would she would see like the salmon salads for me, yeah. and she loved your um andouille chicken andouille. Oh yeah. That sausage, was right. Good. So she was trying to figure out. Look, I'm trying to get on you know my own diet kick yeah. here where should i shop so i started and i it's so stop and shop is like a backbone for certain things there's certain things that whole foods doesn't have or it's just way more expensive mm-hmm. so i do a combination of the two i've recently been more on the whole foods kick because they have i think higher quality like heat up they have better whole foods yeah they have better <laughs> whole foods but they're uh like um preheat like you heat up the meals i feel are healthier so i've been leaning more towards that and then they have more options with the chicken sausage the sugar-free stuff uh but i i built towards that because it's a little more expensive mm-hmm. but uh trying to invest in myself quite literally out of boy and then for us and this is great because you have four options now right perfect i do bj's for the bulk stuff, like I get my chicken and my meat from BJ's. I don't even know where there's B. I don't think there's a BJ around here. Oh, no, probably not. Okay. Go it ahead. Might be Go close ahead. to me. And then um, my regular is ShopRite. Okay. Love ShopRite. Yeah, ShopRite's good. We have one on the border awesome. of uh, Stanford and Greenwich, and it's like the farthest point in our yeah. town. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's good. Yep. 
We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, Beth, what is the 30-minute treadmill workout you use? So I'm going to have to <laughs> go to my phone quick. But I had posted this one day, and when I'm not riding my Peloton, I do this 30-minute treadmill workout that I made up, and it is a warm-up of six minutes on a 3.0 incline. Okay. Right? So it's a slight incline and at a 3.0 speed. So you're walking up a nice little slight little hill. little 3.3. Three. Right. Then you go through these intervals, and it's two times through. The first interval is two minutes. The incline is at seven and the speed is at 4.2. Okay. So, right, so that's that's like a run. Then you drop it down to one minute, incline of five, speed 3.8. Did you make Oh, I'm this? sorry. I said uh, I said speed 4.2 before and that was not a run. We'll, that was a jog. We'll put this in the show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's good. It's good to talk through. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I'm just had, mentioning. Well, yeah, it gets, gets difficult. So I'm trying to then it was a two minute um, interval. At a one percent incline at six point five, so now you're like jogging on a flat road. Yeah, right. Kind of running on a flat road. Then you have one minute at a one percent incline at five point five. So you just dropped it down a little bit more. Now this is where it kicks back up. You go two minutes at a twelve percent incline, three point zero. So you're walking up like an extreme hill. Then one minute, five percent incline, three point eight speed. Two minutes. 5% incline, 3.5 speed, and then you finish off one minute, 1% incline, 5.0 jog, and you do that twice because that, that's a 12-minute um, interval times two is 24, six-minute warm-up, 30-minute warm-up. I mean, 30-minute uh, work. How'd you come up with that? I just, I know what works for me. Like when I'm, yeah, running my, my um, I did it off of my heart rate. Ah, right. Had so, you with the watch or something? No, on the, on the sensors. Oh, okay. Right. So I was seeing where my heart rate was and where I needed to be at. And mm. then I wanted it to come back down. So I played with it a little bit. So that's a Regina um, special. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, post it. Can, yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the, the show uh, notes. Yeah. Show notes, cool. Yeah, so, I would love to see if someone does it. It'd be funny if someone tried and like fall off the treadmill. Like, yeah. I cannot do this. <laughs> no, I, I made sure that it's not like sprinty. I do, yeah, I do yeah. it more for um, endurance, heart rate, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's really good though. Um, so that was Beth, Chloe. Okay, are there things that you used to always do that you've decided to give up now that you are dads? <laughs> yeah, guy, what, do you have guys time? trips? Everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Life sucks. What did it what did we give up? I know what you gave up. What? You actually made and, and this also said business leisure. She was giving us an example. Business wise, I know there were a couple things that you were doing in like networking groups that you just oh, yeah. you really couldn't you couldn't fit it all in. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I would enjoy doing at night um, during the week for work. And, you know, it's uh, ultimately I enjoyed them. But for me, I'd be rather I'd rather be at home. And it just didn't make sense anymore. So, right. I had to so that was more like business professionally stuff, right? say. Yeah. Uh, 
golf, I stopped because of the timing. Mm-hmm. I would play Sunday mornings at 5 a.m. with my father. Wow. Which I miss, but it just, you know, schedule-wise didn't make sense anymore. Um, but that, that'll come back into play at some point. Absolutely. Anything that you can uh, note? So things that I used to always do. I used so, to cook. Sorry. That's the, the other thing. I don't really cook much anymore. If I do, it's very, very, um, very simple stuff. Yep. Heat up in the oven, that type of stuff. I'm looking at the word leisure, and I, I think it really takes away from the leisure for me. Like I used to choose to, you know, it wasn't a big deal without a child to go with the guys for the night. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm serious about that. I'm being, yeah, being no, very honest. You. Um, but you know, it's also it, weird because it's COVID, so it's hard to. Yeah, but it was much you know easier without a child. Like, and I'm sure, you know, we can still fit in guys trips here and there, but they're not going to be like they were before. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, your, your mindset just kind of changes, you know, you don't really want to do the things that you used to do when you have to make a decision to then wake up at four or five in the morning with your baby. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think of like a specific thing that I, that I decided to give up. Yeah. Well, you don't um, miss, I mean, I think you don't really miss a lot of this stuff. You just maybe miss is the wrong world word. You would prefer to be like with your baby, but mm-hmm. you also, uh, you miss it, but it's not it, you replaced it with something better, you know? Well, this it wasn't in my this wasn't really by choice, but I've given up because I was kind of let go, you know, the other business opportunity. It doesn't count. <laughs> but, count. but it worked in my favor because, yeah. you know, it, it was the biggest blessing in my life, you know, allowed me to do more no snoo stuff, mm-hmm. obviously no more family stuff, but I didn't really give that up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gave me up. It gave me up. Right? It did. That's good, though. Um, Oliver, what's been the hardest thing to manage as new dads? Uh, Everything. Uh, I think for me, it comes back to schedule. Basically, nights are pretty shot now. You know, before uh, nights and then also diet like food. Just giving up cooking altogether, basically. Yep. Um, that's a good one. For me, there's two specific things that, like, stand out. Bang. Yeah, what are they? It hit me. That morning. Like, the morning when I have a plan mm. and Callie makes me deviate from the plan, right? That's the one that, like, I kind of always speak about. Uh, but the hardest thing to manage, and that also that same thing at night. When you want to go to bed and the baby's up, mm. ooh, very tough to manage. Um, hardest to manage is making sure and honestly i think i've i've i would say that i'm falling right now because we're not doing it as much as we'd like to but making sure that my wife and i have specific time for just ourselves mm, it's a good one. we haven't really been in the i mean the baby has slept out a couple nights maybe but we haven't specifically put on the schedule a full night mm. like you know we go to dinner together maybe we grab some drinks together and then we come home and we don't even have to worry about the baby mm. maybe get a little spicy you know oh, what i'm wow. saying my wife is going to cringe now she, <laughs> she is going to Can't cringe wait for episode 50 <laughs> right. to hear about this she one. is going to cringe but it's true it's the hardest thing to manage um really as as i guess a new parent i would because it says as new dads but yeah. that's been hard for us right we haven't been able to to set that time like we want to so you should get a rat to bite through a water pipe <laughs> and then you can sleep at the in-laws like all the that's time. right uh, yeah, that's a good one. We've been pretty good about like going out and we've been fortunate. You know, we've had the help. We've driven to Yorktown. 
um, you know, the, the in-laws, my parents, and found some time. But I know what you're saying, like a full, you know, night. Is, full uh, night. Yeah, like a full oh, Take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. This is PG. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I, it's like throws your whole, what your, all your routine, all your routines are under a stress level. Yep. You know, it just throws everything into the mix. I think maybe the thing that I need to, is the hardest, most challenging thing for me is to stay aware of Dana and trying to complement her schedule. And then also keep my schedule. That She's is been hard. good about it. But you that know what I'm hard. saying? Yeah, like you yeah. have something, then you also have to consider that now they're with the baby. Yeah. It's not just I'm you're like, about it that too. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I yeah. could be better at that. But for sure. Thanks, Dana. Love <laughs> um, yeah. So the next one, man, is is episode fifty. We need to brace for that because I don't really know where that conversation is gonna go. Um, I don't think we've been uh, good though. I feel like we'll be all right. Yeah, we're bulletproof, you know. We just threw in a couple thank yous. Hopefully, uh, right. went a long way. It's there. recent. Uh, we do love the question, so continue to ask, and we'll continue to answer. Yep. Uh, even if we don't know the answer, we'll do our best. And I thought this was cool because we usually we you know we were doing the questies. Yeah. Right, and that was like one or two questions that would come in, but figured now we save it. This is was a great idea of Mr. Pirelli, actually. I can't um, take credit. No, no. But we basically compiled the questions and we put it into a uh, full episode. So it keeps you guys updated. It throws us off. You know, we don't have like a specific way to go. Yeah. Um, so it's it awesome. I do uh, have a question for me. It's not really a question for you. It's more a question for the people. Oh, yes. But I like this. this is I'm going to consider as Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail all right that's that's just something that in my head i want to know from and i don't really want to know people's i'm trying to think i don't really want to know people's answers but i want them to think about it right that's a hard question it is but what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail because that's what you should be doing oh what right like it's it well you 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 could think of it two ways. Yeah, mine you, was uh, what would you do if money was no option? Is that the same thing? No, because this is something you that do people it. should use. Because really, unless it's something astronomical, you probably could still do it. But the mm. majority of us are scared to do things because I gotcha. we want we don't want to fail. We don't want to face that fear. Okay, you know. So it's just something to get you started and start thinking about it. It's something that I think about all the time. Yeah, I like that. And no snooze is part of that. It really is part of what I, you know, for, for a while after I had, uh, you know, the moment of, I want to do the podcast, I didn't act on it immediately. Yeah. You know, because but sometimes I, you got to get the right puzzle pieces in place. Yep. That's true. And you're looking at two of your favorite puzzle pieces. That's right. And you guys are beautiful and we fit so perfectly together. Absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was, I knew he was going to get into that big spoon, little spoon. I'm little spoon all day. No, you're not in this. We're the puzzle. Pieces. Oh, oh. Anyway, but, we'll we'll sort that out the next episode. That's a question for you, though. Am I big spoon or little spoon? I'm little spoon. No, even in my marriage. No, I'm, are we talking between me and you or me and my <laughs> wife? Because no, well, I'm not understanding no, the question. So, so my wife, actually, before we go to bed, I turn over. Oh, you I, go little spoon. I don't, I'm I don't little like spoon. little spoon. No? No. Yeah, you're too macho for that. I'm too big. Yeah. Too much, too too much big. a lean body mass, <laughs> if you will. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like the questions. The, the, um, 
I like it. We got to bring back those scenario ones, though. That, would you would rather? You rather those are pretty funny. Those are tough. Uh, do you have a mantra for us or no? Uh, Miguelito's mantras. Ito, ito, ito. Now when you say ito, ito, it makes me want to eat. Uh, <laughs> everything happens right on schedule. I like it. Think about that one. That one's a deep that one. I love it. Another one in the books. I'm a little nervous for episode 50. We'll see where it goes. But until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. My man. That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.